Soccer Rangers podcast. I'm Amy. I am the Pink Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. This is our podcast, our lovely little corner of the internet, where we talk about cosplay, conventions, and nerddom in general. If any of those things were possible to happen. (laughs) Nerddom in general is banned. Um, (laughs) But... Today, I'm going to drop some psychology knowledge on your asses. Peel, 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 peel. <laughs> and this is the uh, exact point where everyone uh, un- untownloads this episode, pauses, throws their earbuds into the ocean like the Hope Diamond at the end of the Titanic. So you don't want me to use the actual sound effect, is what you're saying? <laughs> Pro tip! Do, 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 do! Pro tip, Amy. Pro tip. I don't think any of you have the willpower to resist my supple, juicy audio editing requests. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, that's the supple and juicy things we can't deny. I don't think they were. I don't think they were soft or juicy. They were demanding and sharp, like Laura Croft. But um, <laughs> so my roommate is a beautiful, wonderful person who works on herself. And she was telling me about a podcast she heard called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. Hmm. And the more I thought about this um, theory she has, the more I thought about how it applies to myself and what my tendencies are when I have an obligation or, or just my perspective on the world. And then immediately, because cosplay is my passion, I started to think of how this, uh, how knowing this about my tendencies as a decision maker uh, influences my cosplay habits. So uh, there's this theory or uh, theory, I guess it's not really, I don't know. There is this school of thought that everybody falls into one of the four tendencies and I'll go over them a little bit. And then I thought we could also talk about kind of how to, how to, um, Make sure you are healthily productive on your cosplay projects so that you know what kind of tendencies you have when making decisions or when upholding obligations, what you can do to work on that and, um, you know, maybe help you as a hobbyist so that you're not con crunching, so that you're not stressed out, so you know why it's so hard to just get started on that project for you. Um So the first one is an upholder Um, and an upholder, they just want to know what should be done and they readily meet external and internal expectations. They are somebody who just like decides I'm going to be somebody who jogs and does it. They're like, I'm going to go on a diet and does it. (laughs) It's they're wild, wild. Um, They're self-directed, they meet deadlines, they actually work on the projects and take initiative without much supervision, but they can be kind of rigid in their thinking, and they can be uneasy when the rules are not clear, and they can also become really impatient with others who are not meeting meeting deadlines, who need reminders or supervision. They're kind of self-starters, they're self-motivated, they're reliable and thorough, and they're eager to meet expectations. Yeah, I like to think I have some upholder tendencies, but I am definitely not thoroughbred upholder. Yeah, can't argue that one there. I mean, for me, I can't speak to you, Amy, obviously. You know yourself better than anyone. I definitely have some of those tendencies, but nope, there's still plenty of shortcomings for me there. 
Well, this part fits you, Rob. They have trouble delegating responsibilities because they suspect others aren't dependable. So they tend to take things on for themselves. Um, no, I'm not saying that about Cole. Why are you saying <laughs> that? Just so you know, Internet Land, my finger is right. My middle finger is raised so high. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a, an instance where me being mostly upholder, I would say I'm 80% upholder. Um, yeah, we're getting into percentages, uh, would be when I did a, when I, uh, coordinated a legend of the hidden temple group for everybody and it ended up being really fun, but really I should have delegated some of the things. It was a simple costume, but when you multiply it by 10, it becomes a little overwhelming. The elements of the costume were find a bunch of helmets at Goodwill and spray paint them on gold, find a bunch of t-shirts in everybody's right size, which was really actually quite difficult to find two because there were so much size variance within our group um, in the same line of t-shirts. Um, make all these vinyl iron-ons, iron them all on, and then make something to simulate wrist and or, uh, elbow and knee pads. It ended up being okay, but, you know, one person dropped out the day of saying she just didn't feel up to it after I had already made all her shit, which was very frustrating. And I'm like, really? All you have to do is come over and change. Um, but so that that was one of, I guess that's an example of me being impatient when others don't don't come through. So really, knowing that weakness, I should have delegated and a lot of people are like that i was in a sailor moon group once where somebody made all the costumes and at the end she was so stressed that she was just going to cancel the whole thing and i went over and i helped her but she she was just overwhelmed and she put herself in that position because she's an upholder and she did not want to let everyone down so um the key strategy for the habit change is the strategy of scheduling Upholders love a schedule, so if you just make one and stick to it, they are happy to do what needs to be done. So if you're somebody who works on cosplay and you find yourself being an upholder, you're probably not really dealing with issues of procrastination anyway. But just scheduling a few hours here and there instead of trying to do it all at the last minute will really help. And then you don't beat yourself up for, for not coming through. Bit by bit and you get there. That's right. The... Uh, Next one is the questioner. Um, not not to be confused with the riddler, but um, and my roommate is definitely uh, one of my roommates is definitely a questioner. He will ask you, "What are you doing this weekend? What are your plans for tomorrow? What's your plan? When are your next days off?" And your first impulse, if you don't know him, is like, "It's none of your business. Why are you asking me so many things?" But it's definitely just because he just wants information. Just a curious person. Um, they value all the expectations and they only meet expectations if they think it's justified. They really need to know the why behind what they're doing before they follow through. And they'll follow authorities on things, but only if they trust their expertise and only if they feel like they're coming from, you know, a point of knowledge. Um, they don't like things that are arbitrary. Uh, the example that the cheat sheet I'm using gives is like five garments to a fitting room. Uh, just arbitrary rules just for the sake of having regulation. Um, and they also have trouble delegating because they suspect that others don't have a su sufficient basis. Um, <clears throat> so again, how this could, um, some weaknesses is they can suffer analysis paralysis where they are so uh, 
bogged down with trying to figure out why, trying to figure out exactly how to do things, that they um, don't act because they're, like, overwhelmed. Um, and um, they also can maybe resist other people's questions. They're data-driven, they're willing to play the devil's advocate, and they're strong-willed. So uh, if you're just really clear with your expectations of somebody like this, then then it really will help. But this one, I don't know a whole lot about how that would apply to cosplay, honestly, because there's not really a strong why to cosplay. It's like, because it's fun. <laughs> that, that's more the friend that looks the part to go and do something that you try dragging into things and them trying to go and process why they should do it. That's where that falls in. Yeah. And I guess, too, um, Tyler, since he's not here, we can talk he's about kind of a questioner. I know. <laughs> well, I would never say a bad thing. But he, he never, uh, he, he's super data-driven. So if, you, if he already has a strategy that he's determined on for his cosplay and you try to give him other suggestions or question his methods, he doesn't really respond well to no, that. No, he does Because he's not. already... Well, he's already decided. He's already asked himself all those questions. Um, and, you know, he's just strong-willed in that direction. He, so, you know, and that's... definitely more the type that we'll see. It was like, oh, this is the choice. This is the path I've gone on. And then once he's done, he'll look back at it and go, should have done that, that, and that differently. Not always. Not though. always. He generally... Not always. But I'm saying when he comes yeah. to, like, small things. Like, for, like, he's like, maybe I should have but... done that instead of that. <clears throat> And then for next time, he'll change. But when it's something, yeah, when it's something like cosplay, though, where it really is all about self-expression, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter to challenge somebody on like, oh, you could do it a different way. Because at the end of the day, there's not really a right answer. <laughs> no, not really. So, Rob, how do you react when people give you alternate um, possible ways to do something? Uh, in all honesty, for the most part, and I will go and say this is definitely, um, I have to go and preface this just with saying I am somebody that reacts differently depending on the nature of how you engage me. So definitely more aggressive formats are not going to be taken as seriously as ones of what, what I'll go and describe as genuine intense like oh i see what you did there have you ever considered doing something like this or oh that's really cool have you heard did you go for something like this or why didn't you go and do something like this i'm just curious that kind of stuff will always go and get a good response out of me and i always love going and fielding feedback both in terms of what somebody thinks could be done better or ways of improving a process on there i mm. love that kind of stuff that being said, I think we all know somebody that's gone, oh, well, you should have done this. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's... it's like, okay, that, whether your point's valid or not, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, generally speaking, very good. Because most people that are going and saying anything like that, or I should say most people that are going to be doing something like that, yeah, you know what? I go and take all that stuff seriously. Because most people are good when they go and say that. Most people are... Saying something more either from a perspective of curiosity or from a perspective of, hey, I know you really like what you did here. I got an idea. Maybe you might want to hear it. That kind of stuff I like. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, nobody likes to feel like their project is taken over. Yeah. And I mean, even if the person's not a questioner, it's a really good idea to just give a whole bunch of context to why you recommend that. And I don't know, whenever I make recommendations on people's cosplays, which I really only do if I have good rapport with the person and I know that they want help. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I will go and say there, there's one thing with this particular example, though, that I do think kind of falls away a little bit from what we're talking about in terms of different personality types and motivation drives and whatnot. Having yeah. an open mind is not something that falls into that kind of category and especially talking about cosplay. Regardless of what kind of personality type you have, maintaining an open mind and being open to new ideas, new stimulus, whatnot, that's a good and healthy thing just as a person. That's yeah. not something that limits you personality-wise. So, yeah. Well, you could definitely go and be affected by different... I, I'm just going to use the word stimulation here because it doesn't necessarily have to go with advice. It can also go and be uh, how you process things watching tutorials or going and looking out for more information uh, to help you along. Everybody researches, everybody processes things differently. That's just a healthy life thing. You're going to go through that differently, but it's more about how you're going and processing, how you're doing that stuff. That's an individual experience. Not so much the idea of being open to that kind of stuff. Because quite honestly, if you just never go and take any new ideas, new perspective or anything like that, you're just being closed-minded and you're limiting yourself from so many potentially good things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, cosplayers aren't typically super closed-minded, but I guess the questioner, a good way to, if you are a questioner, to avoid crunch is to keep reminding yourself why you're doing it so that you feel motivated to make progress. Something like, because the strategy of clarity, something like having a photo printed out, not just saved in your files on your computer, of your project and mounted so that you see it and you remember why. Or maybe writing down a few words of how you feel when you wear a new cosplay and putting them by that picture. I know this is very basic white girl of me advice, but you know, when you have visual reminders and when you have words that are positive or remind you of good things um and then you then you'll remember why you cosplay why you do that or even just have photos of you cosplaying with your friends near your work area or completed projects just to keep it at the forefront of your mind as opposed to why would i even do this my back hurts i worked all day i don't feel creative which you know will happen or like i just would rather watch netflix it's like well when you do this you get to be creative and you feel good and then you're not stressed at the last minute so whatever your reason for cosplays. Yeah, I, I will go and say this is one thing. You, you brought up a perfect example of one of the things that truly was soul crushing about the cancellation of SakuraCon this year. Because mm -hmm. I actually have been trying to better myself and trying to avoid crunch. Mm -hmm. And since January, I had a cork board uh that had moved into the garage previously had been in the hallway not doing lots anything. Lots of papers, lots of red string. And I put up... Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, that's in another room, okay? That's a whole different thing, okay? You do not need to know about the Parmesan cheese conspiracy, okay, Val? We do not need to go there right now. 
Okay. Reggiano's better. That stuff will blow your mind. <laughs> That's next week's episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I'd move that into the garage where I do, well, was doing most of my work. Um, living situation has changed. That's now a far more open experience. Um, but I was really trying to go and avoid crunch this time around with a costume that I was working on. And I had pictures printed out on there. I had scaling information for everything. I would even worked out a timeline that needed to get done. I would worked out all the stages of the build and time frames I needed to get them done within. And everything was going well. Until things didn't start going so well. Not in terms of the build, but just the rest of the world. And motivation just started dropping off. And then, as soon as the con was canceled, it's like, nothing's, hap- nothing's happened since. I mean, but, yeah, why? You know? Like, there's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like, that's I've still been doing some cosplay projects just because, like, I need to do something creative. Or then I just don't feel fulfilled or happy as a person. So, yeah. but, yeah. I get what you're saying, Rob. I mean, I was working on my build, too, and it all kind of stopped when it was uh, announced that it wasn't happening. Yeah, no, that's just it. Like, I had 16 phases worked through her that oh, I had to go and do. You're OCD about your planning, just like me. Well, I mean, it, it, this one was kind of necessary just because, seriously, there were, like, I could break it down into 130 different steps, but really, there were 16 of them that mattered in the end. Project. It's like, okay... I had them worked out by weeks. Why don't you make it and done. then just wear it to the grocery store? That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't mean, think that would work so well with this costume. I might knock some things over with my back. It means we'll have to wait for Project Ocelot Alpha to make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's like it's gonna get done on there. I'm I'm fully committed to the idea of getting it done. It's just it's kind of hard right now with none of the regular conventions happening. Although. Um, everybody's motivated to do something, so at some point, we'll, we as the soccer rangers will get something done. Just don't know what yet. Speak for yourself. I've been consistently tinkering away and then dropping things right before the final details are uh. put on. So. <laughs> I like, yeah, I've been working on a couple of my props just to keep myself busy to get those finished. Because the way I see it is if I finish the props, then I'll finish the rest of the costume. <laughs> Um, I'm going to move on to the next tendency because I think this is one you encounter super frequently within conventions and I think we've all been kind of disappointed by this type of person and you know it also works out really well. Um, I would say this is my other 20% would be an obliger. Um, So like obliger like obligated. Uh, They readily meet outer expectations but struggle to meet inner expectations. So if there's external pressure to do something, it will get done, but they can't really self-motivate. They're the kind of people who would have a workout buddy to make sure it happens. Um, When they have the right motivation, they're very reliable and responsible, and they're a good team player. Um, But they, they do have trouble saying no or imposing limits. They're somebody who will just make a bunch of commitments, and sometimes it's just not possible. Um... And then they needed symptoms of external accountability. Um, they need somebody checking up on them. It's not enough to just think, oh, I should get this done and do it. 
Um, and they can also get exploited by people who take advantage of them. People know, or people, you know, not literally know, like, hmm, you're an obliger. I can take advantage of you. But, but you know, people have a sense for, oh, this person tends to agree and tends to do that. And they have trouble setting limits on others' demands. Um, and the strategy to help this person is accountability. So if I was trying to do a costume group with this person, checking in with them regularly would help. Um, and then if you are an obliger, really it's just important for you to set limits and say no because um, I, I'm in a leadership position at my job. And one of the big things they say is do not say you will do something if you are not going to do it because the negative of not committing and not doing it is the thing doesn't get done. That's fine. Somebody else can Funny do it. Funny enough, I think the negative of I'm almost done. The negative of um, I'm just going to repeat that sentence so I don't get cut in the middle of it. Um, fuck, I don't remember. Okay. The negative of making a commitment of not making a commitment and also not doing the thing is somebody else will do it and it'll it'll get done. The negative of making a commitment and not following through is you've broken that person's trust. And then um, that's a lot harder to repair than just have somebody else do what needed to be done. Sorry about that. <laughs> but no, um, the one thing that like it's kind of interesting because I think all of us in, in, in this call at the moment are actually all, I think, work leaders at the moment. If I remember correctly, all of us are in positions of leadership yeah in, in a way technically yeah um mm -hmm. and i can definitely agree with that um specific uh what you said there amy simply because like i've had way too many bosses in the past that said oh yeah yeah we'll do that or, and i've had other guys say this to me as well just like and then nothing ever comes of it <laughs> or i don't even see them try which is one thing which is another thing yeah. to begin with like, there's a difference, of course, being as, like, you tried and nothing came of it, but at least you tried and they saw you try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where yeah. I'm pretty sure we've all yeah. had those bosses that were like, oh, yeah, and then nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a limit to how much you can get done, and you need to not overreach those limits whenever possible. So, Rob, does the obliger sound familiar to you mm -hmm. at all? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, not at all. No idea what you're talking about. Do you know anybody who might have this kind of tendency? Yes, I do know somebody like this. Is it is it you, Rob? I'm not answering that question. Oh, you can't make me. Possible oh, deniability. <laughs> I know. Of, I know. Of Some no. people that are listening to this podcast don't know me. I know, know of a person, but I will not point a finger. I'm going to call Rob out. Um, <laughs> as much as I love cats walking around things, there's going to be no pussyfooting around. <laughs> so Rob has frequently, frequently, like almost mm -hmm. every con, will yes. miss... There's no almost, it is every con. Every that con will miss a whole day of con because he has made an obligation to somebody. Common obligations are... I don't have a ride, so he will drive all the way out of his way. Uh, somebody has a costume emergency. Uh, what else, Rob? You would know better than me. 
General life issues. <laughs> well, those that's are another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's happened, but that has not been as big of an impact on the convention scene as a whole. That's that that's a whole Parents. different thing altogether. That can mean that's way too much. One. That's definitely one. Unnecessary um, trips didn't have time to pack because he wanted to drive somebody to con on time, so he had to drive all the way to Seattle, then all the way back to Washington to finish his costume and pack and all the way back. Or all the way back yes, to... Yes, I had to drive all the way back from to the East Seattle Coast and come back on the to same Washington. day. What is, how long is that, that trip from the center of Seattle to your place? About an hour and a half? Not even minutes? that. Well, okay, it depends, uh, it depends in, on the time. In Rob traffic, it takes four hours because yeah, Rob yeah, always yeah, hits yeah. traffic. Yeah. A, a normal person, it would go and be somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour and 20. Yeah, I figured that was um, faster than you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no. Unfortunately, I have a magical ability called Robluck where traffic can be absolutely perfect and then suddenly there will be semis on fire. Not a semi, semis. Um, plural. I think there's a Disney mm -hmm. there's a Disney um like stretch of words that what what happens whenever something like that goes I think it goes a uh, bippity boppity boop. Super Cal Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, super califragilistic expansion. Yeah, might as well. It sounds like a spell to me. I, if I could but, remember the, 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 the spell, the words from um, from Sword in the Stone, I'd use that instead because that's my personal favorite. <laughs> okay, I, I respect mm -hmm. you for that, Cole. I respect you for that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard because Rob definitely wants to take care of his con family, and you do want to take care of the people who are in your life who you care about, but at what cost, you know? He's mm -hmm. definitely sabotaged his con experience sometimes, and then, you know, other people, well, he edits this, he's going to edit me out. But, and then, and then, you know, because he overbooked himself and tried to take care of what seemed like the biggest emergency first... Sometimes he'll miss out on some of the nice little things about Khan in the more relaxed moments. And I don't remember what the dealer hall looks like to save my life. Yeah. And unfortunately, none of us live close enough to him to to shovel him into the back of a truck and take away his keys. Uh... <laughs> Rob's the only one with a truck. <laughs> but... I, I will say, weird compliment to uh, our, our friend Redleaf Cosplay, uh, who did literally take my keys. Uh last convention <laughs> yeah yeah she was like you are not going to rescue any more people yeah no no just gave me a big freaking hug it was like you are I'm, not going to rescue anybody I else because <laughs> and i just go and feel her hand seemingly caressing my ass and it turns out just yeah, stealing my keys exactly. <laughs> she's a tiny girl and i could just imagine her wrapped oh yeah in the middle. did she go under your arms or over your arms Okay, uh, under, under. I'm just like, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that 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 would be a stretch for her. <laughs> no, no, yeah. in that case, you would just ask me to help. Because yeah, I think yeah, I no, that that was that was one of the most interesting experiences I've ever had. That's sweet we bean. Like, longest arms out of everybody, so we're like, and there we go. <laughs> That's probably correct there. Um, but yeah, and then that goes back to people being taken advantage of. I don't think people mean to take advantage of. Oh no, not not. No, not no, that's a thing. 
I don't think people. That's not what I meant. Bad well, we have talked about it in the but, past that yes, Rob has been taken advantage of by forced kindness. We know this is this is to be true. Well, even if people do or don't yes, mean exactly. it, you know, sometimes you are taking advantage subconsciously because it feels really important and it feels like, oh, Rob can be the person to solve this, but really you can sort your own shit out sometimes because yeah. we're all no, adults. The, the difference is when I have one of those situations, and I think Amy will probably disagree with this, but I can cite examples. When somebody... <laughs> when somebody... Yeah, no. But when somebody very clearly takes advantage of my kindness, not unintentionally, but just completely flies in the face of what it should be, or very clearly just for whatever reason just did not live up to what the expectation was that led to that kindness you will be cut off this has happened to a lot of people now it's another thing when just something unfortunate happens or if something doesn't live up to expectations and unintentionally took advantage i think amy's seen more of that than anything else yeah and and, and but but, but you're also not the type that uh, that cuts it off at first offense not every well, time. That's just it. Unless it's not unless it is a very egregious situation, you're right. I'm I am one of those people that believes, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. It's that third, fourth, fifth time it starts getting more difficult. Yeah. Um not just calling out Rob for a second. <laughs> a, another common thing obligers do because they take so much stuff on that I think a lot of cosplayers do, um, is they will overcommit to groups. And they will not enjoy their con because they have to change their cosplay all day or because they've overcommitted to things because they want to make those people happy. Um, but they haven't there, made themselves happy. There is happy. somebody else in our group that isn't here who does exactly, who used to do this. Who used to be an obliger? Well, I don't know if it would be obliger, but... I don't think it's no. Tyler. <laughs> no, it just sounds familiar, but it's like not enjoying the con too much was all you're doing is going... Costume after costume after costume after costume after costume. Oh, Dane! And I love you, Dane. If you're listening yeah. to this, we all love you. We're not. We're just. He doesn't, listen, he doesn't listen to this. Stuff. But <laughs> he just occasionally just watch. Talks. This will be the one. He he does it like once a year. This will be the he one just, he, he listens to. And he's like, you he fucking scrolls, bastards! Of course I listen to this. Our catalog and he looks for the one with the interesting name. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. But Dane, I think. Um. He burned himself out a bit, I pr- I'm pretty sure, w- with mm-hmm. the, like, but, but he also, he loved, but, with just how many different things that he would do. I don't know if that was because he was feeling like he needed to please other people or hold up things for other people, though, or if he just was, like, genuinely wanting Maybe, to Maybe, I, I honestly, that boy had spreadsheets. So we can write that down for later. Next time we next time we drag him onto the podcast, yeah. I'll him onto here with food. Uh, we'll talk to him about cosplay burnout. Who has the muffins? We have. Who wants to cook the muffins to lure Dane onto the podcast again? <laughs> I will. That only uh, works as a wake up yeah, tactic. We'll just, okay, fine. We'll just make him a burrito. Like, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That, that's the way you go and get him in here. Diet. Big ass burrito. <laughs> Every time I go to Fanime with Dane, his new commitment is to make do every eating challenge mm-hmm. he can. So we had a burrito made of three tortillas. This is a mango burrito. He tried to do the endless ramen bowl challenge, which is like six ramen bowls yeah, in one. That, that boy is wild. I love him so much. Yes. Well, are we ready for the last um, 
Give it to us. Mm. The Rebel! <laughs> Insert guitar riff sound effect. The Rebel, put. they resist both outer and inner expectations. They put a high value on freedom, choice, self-expression, and authenticity. If someone asks them to do something, they are going to do the opposite of that. But sometimes you could do the reverse psychology with the spirit of resistance. Like with, you know, you might get them into the mode of, I'll show you. Watch me. I'm Bakugo. Uh, <laughs> they okay, may... you're basically describing how I made the Sakura Rangers, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody never... wanted to go and join this. I just tricked him into thinking it was going to be a good idea. <laughs> We didn't have a spirit of defiance, though. This is a little different. Um, they, When they are acting, it's usually because of love, a sense of mission, or belief in a cause, not because they were told to. Um, and they even have trouble telling themselves what to do, even if they want to do it. Uh, they love to meet a challenge in their own way, in their own time. And they don't respond well to supervision, advice, directions, routine schedules, or repetitive tasks. And, uh, yeah. So their strengths are they're independent, they can think outside the box and be creative, and they're uh, in touch with their authentic desires, but they are resistant, they struggle with repetitive tasks, they act as if the rules don't apply, and sometimes it's hard for them to find a job and, and settle down into that. So, Is there a spirit of boredom? I definitely know people like this. Is there a spirit this. of sloth? Because I think that's where I fit in. Yeah? You don't feel like you're any of these? You were just waiting to hear yours, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> no, I'm just lazy to personify. I mean, when I built my armor, I didn't exactly follow any directions. I just kind of Which winged one? it. Okay. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> yeah, trust me, nobody would recommend what he did with that Hero Man costume. Dude fucking did it. Yeah. It's... But that wasn't because people told you you couldn't or you shouldn't. No, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. So I don't know. This one's hardest for me to kind of wrap my mind around um, because I don't. I don't really know too many people like this because it kind of seems like. I don't know. If I may. You may. You, you may April. Wait, March, April, May. You April, May, June, and July. Cool. Uh, then I will go and take the next four months to go and explain this fully. Uh, <laughs> you always do, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do flap my lips too much during this stuff. And that's why you should all go and turn this up to two and a half times speed to get through it as quickly as possible. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think that somebody like you would run into this kind of person just from a work environment perspective. And I don't... I definitely know people like this in the cosplay community, but I hate to say they're generally not the ones that are well-liked in the community, so I'm not going to call names. I'll go and say this is something that I definitely understand. I know a lot of people like this in the retail business, and especially in the kind of level of retail that I'm in. There's a lot of guys that have this kind of personality and these kind of mentalities. Yeah. And they're the hardest people to work with. Are they successful when they are like feeling like they're on a mission? Definitely that. But 
not in the way you think. It's hmm. not... It, I would say that we collectively, uh, just speaking to all of us here, I think that we, as the kind of people that we are, you know, setting up a podcast, doing the cosplay, doing skit division and all that, for us, we view successes a little bit differently than these kind of people. For that type of person, it very much is individual moments. It's not large scale. You know, I think about my employment in terms of a larger perspective. It's not just getting through this one individual sale. It's not getting through this month. It's about getting through a whole year's worth of work on there. I look at my numbers, improvements year over year, and all that kind of stuff. I look at what my contribution to the company is, what my contribution is to the group. Okay, The Ledger. kind of people that... <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the kind of people that I'm talking about here... I, I'm not going to say his name, even though I know for a fact he doesn't listen to this. He's, like, 100 years old. Um... He has been doing what I've been doing for over 50 years now. He has jumped around from business to business and seen them all close around him because of bad management and all that. Someone you work with? And he has such a loyal and dedicated client base that he just doesn't care about procedures. He doesn't care about rules. For him, it's all just about getting through this individual moment. <coughs> and I think in some respects, just being better than everybody else around him. Mm -hmm. I'll show you. And I yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. I think that that is very much the way that he lives. And I personally think that he is a miserable son of a bitch. But yeah. that's the way that he works. And, yeah, he seems to be just fine with that. I would say so. if you're a rebel, the, the recommended strategy is strategy of identity is finding things that are part of your identity and, and doing those things. Like um, it says love, mission, and belief. Like I identify as being a cosplayer and then doing it. But it's that would be the hardest one too to work with as far as motivating yourself if nothing motivates you except not doing the expected. Um, and I guess too with this kind of person, not committing to having projects done for a certain cause just doing them when you want to, you know, for, for, for certain cons, not trying to be like, okay, my, my lineup is just like when you feel like making a cosplay, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. I don't know. I would never motivate any of my friends being like, you can't make this. <laughs> you can't make an <laughs> armor cosplay. <laughs> I believe in you. You believe in me. Believe in me that I believe in you. So that's all of them, and I think understanding what, what one applies to you, um, not just in cosplay, we wanted to use that as like a micro example, but um, how do I get what I want, and how do I work with people so we can both, you know, achieve what we want out of cosplay, conventions, and nerddom in general, and life. Hmm. John, mm -hmm. what, what would you say? I know what you are, but pop quiz. There's also actually, um, sorry, I just asked you a question that interrupted you. There is um, Gretchen Rubin is the name of the person. She wrote a little book 
but you can take an online quiz and find out what you are, dear listener. So if you search the four tendency quiz, tendencies quiz, it'll direct you to quiz.gretchenrubin.com and you can take the quiz. Hmm. Link in the description below. But yeah, John, what would you say? What would I say? What kind of decision maker are you? I like to plan mine ahead of time, but I won't devote like an entire year to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't crunch. I'll usually uh, do the project in sections, and I don't so... and I don't crunch. I'll try to get like a certain amount done within a certain amount of time. That way, I have it all even like spread out. But so what to... motivates you to do it? Well, hanging out with everybody. And putting on the costumes and just seeing everybody because I don't get to see everybody too often. That and dressing up as these characters is very fun. <laughs> I think you're probably an obliger, John. I, I think there's certainly some truth to that. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, you don't need people following up with you all the time, which is good. But you definitely do it so you can do these group activities. So, yeah. Also, you're somebody, too, who will send me pictures of your progress, and I'll tell you that you're doing a good job, and then I'll send you something of mine, and, you know, that's, I think, too, that helps me work on my project (laughs) and do more. So, yeah, you post your little uh, statuses and your updates on everything and getting the likes, watching them roll in. I'm sure that helps, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I feel weirdly called out while you're complimenting John? <laughs> you never post on social media. You get too overanalytical. Mm-hmm. Something fu- you like sent me pictures Speaking of-, of funny stuff like that. I actually randomly came across <laughs> across Rob's Twitter that he hasn't touched in fucking six months to a year. Yeah. Well, Rob actually sent me a bunch of pictures for a social media post for his personal page. He's like, "Are these okay?" Are these good? Should I post these? <laughs> like, yes, just do it. Do the thing. It's awesome. <laughs> I just oh. want to live up to my friends' quality standards and expectations. Well, you already do, so congrats, you made it. <laughs> Best person award. Oh, uh. also, also, speaking of social media posts, since it came up semi-naturally, uh, our group, um, including the skit division that does skits skit at cons, um, I like it sounds like we're a company. I know we technically have the name as like this is the skit division, this is the podcast division. If we had the skit division and the podcast division be the same thing, it would sound like that would be the podcast. Um, We're an excitable bunch. Let's be honest here. We couldn't handle Anna and Patty on the podcast every week. (laughs) No, I love them though. Um, But. We have been posting the She Prop Challenge. It's a 30-day cosplay challenge, and even if you uh, did not start on day one, you should do it if you're a cosplayer. Um, and uh, you just tag your thing with hashtag She Prop Challenge. There is a list of the prompts on the She Prop uh, page. Though I, they've been. I don't. You don't need to be a woman to do it. Just do it because because you can. Um, and yeah, it's just been fun because there's not very much cosplay to go around and it's good to reflect on your past projects and the prompts so far have been 
First cosplay, easiest cars cosplay, hardest cosplay, um, and most recent cosplay. So, yeah, and it's been fun too. Our group chat's been very active because we've all been like, okay, here's my submission for the day, and um, so yeah, lots of actual it's, posting. <laughs> it, it's been nice seeing everybody having some passion again. Definitely. I don't know it. Not not that anybody needs to know this, but Skit Division. I know has been really deflated with what's gone on this year and the lack of stuff going on with, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I won't go into too much detail here, but we had a moment a couple of weeks ago, largely as a group, not everybody, uh, unfortunately was able to participate, but we, we had a moment and it just seems like everybody has, a little bit of that fire back in their belly, so to speak. Yeah. There's a lot more energy, a lot more passion, and the sheep prop challenge could not have come at a better time. Uh, everybody just wants to do things again. I, I'm getting people in the group and outside messaging me and asking questions or just wondering what direction they should move forward with stuff. And it's nice seeing passion and energy coming back. And we're, it, this is the first time in a long time, and I mean this year specifically, that I feel like we are going to go and come back from this. And there is going to be something for us to enjoy in this community again. In this world. Because for a while, it was feeling kind of ugly. Well, I mean, we were understandably deflated. Just Oh god, yeah. Uh we because SakuraCon canceled so late, we had our entire script written, casted, materials purchased for and some things quite a bit into the way of making them. And I had already made um a demo track for for all of our <laughs> audio. So, really, we had done the bulk of the work and it got canceled. Um and then for KomoriCon, which I'm glad they are doing a digital format, which we haven't said yes. on the podcast, KomoriCon's doing a digital format, which is amazing. That's the nicest thing a con can do for their loyal fans because there's no financial reward for them. You know, there's no reason to do it besides keeping the joy and tradition alive. So mad respect to KomoriCon for giving us notice and giving us something. But yeah. we also had decided on content for KomoriCon just because we didn't know. But we we do so much work on these skits and these halftime shows that we need to start them four or five months ahead. So we started, kind of started working towards it like it was going to happen so we wouldn't be screwed if it did. It got canceled. So we had an entire, um, uh, we had a whole script and we had everything casted again. But we weren't starting quite yet. Some people did actually, which is kind of sucks, so. I, I, I will go and say, we're not going to go and say what this is, but I, I actually have been talking to people um, since this, and I, I think this is actually eventually going to be a project. I don't think it will be a Kumo halftime show ever, but um, there's a lot of good passion around this idea. A Amy came up with a brilliant idea, as she always does, uh, and it definitely got a lot of people excited uh, in the group, so... Uh, yeah, I, I, I know Amy doesn't feel great about everything that's gone on, but I still will not be surprised if this ends up being a thing eventually. <laughs> you know me, I just sit at my computer and write cosplay scripts. 
It's a sickness. <laughs> but well, anyway, I think I think that's a good place to end it. Um, some wholesome content for you guys. The skit division, not like most of our podcasters listeners don't really have any access to that content. I mean, there's our YouTube if you ever want to see. We actually do try really hard. Um, so that's an option. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram to see these she prop posts. Um, we've not been posting them on Facebook uh, because the algorithm on Facebook is not great and it's um, doesn't really work to sync up a professional account with a Facebook account. It doesn't work very well to sync it. Um, and I'm too lazy to log into Facebook. So, uh, <laughs> and if you want to be featured on our Instagram story, I did that a little bit with some people and I really like share. I mean, I, I, Tyler and I mostly run the Instagram. I like sharing people's cosplay pictures. So if you DM me and say, Hey, feature me, I, I will definitely do that because I want everyone to get to show off their cosplays. So, uh, you can listen to us on a bunch of places. Just Google Soccer Rangers podcast and pick a link. Uh, open up your podcast app, put it in. Voila, there you be, there you be. Um, and our email address is an email address that you can use. Okay, thank you guys. Good night. Take care. Good night.